Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Wednesday, February 22nd. Big show planned for you today. Big, big show. All right, Casey, here's what we're going to do because we love our audience. Yeah. Talked to my wife yesterday. Mm-hmm. Prayed on it. And because we love our audience, at some point in the show today, Mm -hmm. because many people have wondered, I am not only going to reveal the gender of my baby, but I'm also going to reveal the name of my baby, because my baby's name has... Meaning. Meaning. Of course it does. So we will go through all of that. If you are good and loyal uh, listeners today, at some point, Mm -hmm. we're going to... Whip that out okay, and sh- and give you all the information. Okay, something to look forward to. It is seven minutes after nine. You're listening to Kennel and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the Ohio governor drank the tap water as the EPA demands that Norfolk Southern manage all cleanup of the toxic train wreck in Ohio or face consequences. Now, some residents have reported health problems. About 3,500 fish have died in the Ohio waterways since the wreck. But the transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, he says he's going to go to Ohio, you know, when the time is right. I have a question for you. Yeah. Where are the environmental lunatic people on Mm. this? Like, why aren't the environmental crazy people who are normally anytime one salamander is disrupted, you know, throw a, a protest parade? Why are they not? Like, where are they on this? Where is Greta throwing a can of soup on something? (laughs) I'm not even being facetious by asking that. Like, what is it about this thing Mm -hmm. that, I mean, clearly there has to be some sort of coordinated instruction for them not to be there? Because, again, anytime there is a cloud of smog over any sort of suburban community, there is a cavalcade of maniacs acting like psychopaths mm-hmm. to so I, where like where are these people MIA is the phrase you're and looking why? for and why so then the question is why yeah that has to be coordinated they have to have had marching orders to not be what they usually are in this specific instance because as you said 35 fish mm-hmm. have died yeah well the ceo of norfolk southern he said we recognize that we have a responsibility and we have committed to doing what's right for the residents of east palestine well, I feel so much better. Good. <laughs> Pete Buttigieg is going to go when the time is right, though. At uh, this point, he might as well not go at all. Yes. So here we have a couple of audios. These are from different interviews that Buttigieg did. But in the first one, uh, he tries to claim, hey, no, 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 no. We were on the ground from the beginning in Ohio. And really, you know, like if the only mistake that I made is I probably should have spoken out sooner, letting you know we were there. But uh, it takes responsibility for absolutely nothing. And what's your message to people who are concerned that the department was late to speak out on this issue? They're saying that transportation and EPA was late to the game and speaking out and responding to the situation in East Palestine. 
Well, to be clear, our department was on the ground within hours, uh, helping with the response and the investigation. Again, I respect the separate role of NTSB, but we have been on the ground literally from day one uh, to make sure that uh, that we're doing our part to support. Uh, I do think that it's important to speak out about that, and I could have spoken out sooner, and I'm uh, making sure that we are focused on the actions that are going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Have, have you ever seen somebody in a high-profile position that sucks as bad at his job as Pete Buttigieg does. <laughs> like they're so he is. What is it? Let's see, they're two. They're two years in. Two years and a month in. Mm-hmm. Not only has there not been anything you would point to and go, "Well, what a major success under your administration," blah blah blah, but one colossal failure after another. Mm-hmm. Is there anywhere other than government where you could have zero successes? and one colossal failure after another, and you just keep keeping your job. Yeah. He just keeps facing one crisis after another, and he keeps doing it the same way. When the rail strike was happening, where was he? He was in Portugal. When the all the flights were canceled, where was he? Oh, he was writing a strongly worded letter. Same thing he did in this situation. What has it been, 18, 19 days since this happened in Ohio? But he's going to wait for when the time is right. When is that? When everything's cleaned up? and <laughs> We're done here. And, and, and people are, are gone out of that town? You uh, alluded to this earlier, and you're just alluding to it now, in fact, as well. So you've alluded to it twice. Is there a plural of allude, uh, alludes? Alludes. Alludes. You've alluded to it on multiple occasions that the uh, steam transportation secretary still refuses to say when he Mm -hmm. will actually go to Ohio. So I'll follow that up with asking, will you be heading there? Uh, I am planning to come. Uh, I've been uh, careful to respect the independent role of the NTSB and stay out of their way. Uh, But we're now entering the phase where it's about policy. It's about what my department does, uh, which is ensuring that there's a high standard for these railroad companies. And I think an important part of that process is to be with the residents of East Palestine, to hear their stories, and to talk about the action that we're taking right now. Oh, sure. He doesn't want to micromanage. He's got other people working on it. He wants to hear their stories. Isn't the message of this, and I've seen, I saw this the other day, and it's it's right uh, on social media. The message of this is that the government in most cases cannot and will not help you which is super interesting because so many of us turn our complete lives and then the fortunes of our life over to the government but how many times whether it's this you know hurricanes a bevy of other natural disasters in which the gajillions of dollars that go to these federal agencies and this is the crux of what they're supposed to do, like above all else, be able to help the American people in times of national tragedy. And I mean, I, I, again, I tell you this as someone who experienced multiple hurricanes, the government don't do crap that's useful when you need them to do useful stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, why, when you see this happen over and over and over and over again, in which the federal government colossally fails uh, of epic proportions when they are supposed to be doing the things that, I mean, like the basic functions of government. 
Why do people keep turning their lives over to these people? Why do you sound surprised? I just... (laughs) You, of all people, should know better. So the mayor of East Palestine is saying how upset he is that Biden is off in Ukraine and Poland and not even a mention. It would be one thing if he were to say, you know what, I know what's going on there. I'm going to I'm going to go there when I get back from Europe. Mm-hmm. No, hasn't said anything. No. And now you've got his transportation secretary saying that he'll go when the time is right. And I also heard him say when he was mayor of his hometown for 8 years, they faced crisis. What is he talking about? South Bend did never face a crisis like you this. You lived there. You I lived there <laughs> while he was mayor. I have no idea what he's talking about. Well, I think the words you're looking for, Casey, are pathological liar. Yeah, I mean, what, oh, yeah, there was a snowstorm. That happens every single year in South Bend. All right, Casey. Speaking of letting the taxpayers down, um, (laughs) when we come back, Mm -hmm. uh, our old friends down the street from us at 200 West Washington, well, they tried and they tried and they tried and they put uh, every bit as much effort into uh, getting a state nickname as they did uh, helping you with property taxes. Mm -hmm. And really, these are kind of uh, similar results. Oh, absolutely nothing for all the time and effort. House Bill 1143 (laughs) sounds really important. It's not. We'll talk about it. About it coming up from 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Yeah! <laughs> Rob's picking the music again. Hold on. <laughs> A little bit of a Gross for you. Yeah, Henry Gross. Shannon is gone. Okay, it just sounds like, boys, it's just like so. you should be on a boat somewhere, doesn't it? Yacht Rock or something? Yeah. Is that what you That's mean? A, yes, it's Yacht Rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's something all right. You feel better about yourself at the start of this segment. Go ahead. I know you're a big smile on your face now. It's 20 minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the personal finance website Wallet Hub has put together a study to determine which cities in America work the hardest. And they took a look at 116 of the largest cities in the country. And And one of the cities in Indianapolis made the list, ranked at number 51. The hardest working city in the great state of Indiana Uh is... No idea. This is where you guess. Oh, this is where I just pick one. Yes. Reelsville. No. I want to guess. Guess. Uh, I'm going to go Anderson. Gas City. No, you're sitting in it. Hardenburg. Indianapolis. W- wait, what? Yes. Have, oh, they wow. been, have they been to our greater downtown area? Fort Wayne was also on the list, although they landed at number 58. I don't know about Fort Wayne. Okay. Somebody said Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. It's the hardest working city in the Hoosier State. Yeah. Well, we do. We work hard every day. They're right here. The maybe three they, of us. Maybe they heard We're the bringing Kendall up the curve. Huh? Yes. Uh-huh. Also trending this hour is Madonna. She's been sending out a lot of pictures of herself. Do you remember her appearance at the Grammys where she looked very swollen yeah. mm-hmm. and people were saying she looked like an alien? Mm-hmm. Well, now she's posting pictures of herself and she said, look how cute I am now that the swelling from the surgery has gone down. You know, Casey, and this is hard for me because I don't notice people's appearances. Mm-hmm. Um... I, I would not use the term cute mm-hmm. to describe what is she? What is what, what are we doing an over under on Madonna? Mm-hmm. What do you want? What do you want? You go first. I'm gonna go sixty three. Sixty three. Kev, what do you got? 
Uh, how old is she? Yeah, over uh, under. Price is right rules. I'm going to go 60. All right, 60, 63. I'll say 64. I'm entering it now. You can hear me uh, uh, banging <laughs> on the keyboard here. 63, 60, 64. She was born in August of, 60, of 58. That would make her 64 years old. You nailed it. And I will win the grand show, prize showcase. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is nothing cute about a 64-year-old grown-ass woman who uh, looks like a plastic cat person. Mm-hmm. She does have eyebrows in the pictures that she's posting. And it appears that recently she might have shaved them off so that she could redraw them in. I've always said in the battle between Cindy Lauper and Madonna that mm-hmm. Cindy Lauper was by far the preferred artist for me because, well, she is a real freaking person <laughs> and uh, by far superior um composition artist Mm -hmm. I I would say the and I know people are going to lose their mind now because Madonna obviously sold way more albums more worldwide tours but I will put the upper echelon Cindy Lauper Mm -hmm. songs in terms of song and Kev you'll appreciate this as a music person the top three or four Cindy Lauper songs in terms of the writing the music the composition of the song I would say money changes everything girls just want to have fun uh time after time uh true colors far better than anything Madonna ever did. Well, you don't like either one of their politics, so... No, 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 no. You might as well go with the music. I'm just saying I feel like I would have had a far deeper, more meaningful conversation with Cindy Lauper (laughs) about, like, what went into True Colors Mm -hmm. or uh, Money Changes Everything or uh, any of infinitely infinite numbers of her songs versus Madonna. It's interesting. Madonna has lost her British accent. Do you remember for a while she had one? Well, she was never British. That's Well, why. I mean, for growing up in Michigan uh-huh. and moving to New yes. York, she picked up that British accent. Mm-hmm. But now that's gone. Well, Cindy uh, Lauper has a real accent. She has a real uh, New York accent, yeah, right? Yeah, because she is a real person, Kat. Right. She is not a... <laughs> so that adds to the charm. She is not like a comic book villain who slithered out of the sewer. Uh, she is a real human being. <laughs> Finally trending this hour, Vivek Ramaswamy. He has launched a bid to be president of the United States, running on the Republican side. He announced his candidacy in a video, which was released on Twitter. And then he did an appearance on Fox News. And then he made a rounds on a podcast asking for money. Hey guys, as you might have seen, I just announced my run for president on Tucker's show. That was a fun conversation, but we have hard work ahead of us. I have one ask for you tonight, okay? One dollar at Vivek2024.com. I need to get on the debate stage, and I think the thing we need to do in this country in 2023 is decide on the what. What does the conservative movement stand for? What does the GOP stand for? In 2024, we can decide the who. But if we decide the agenda, we get this right now, that's going to be good for the GOP. It's going to be good for the conservative movement. It is going to be good for this country. Okay, so he's 37 years old. He's the long shot, and he is running against the woke indoctrination. Of course, he's written a few books, one of them called Woke Inc., um, am I supposed to be interested by this? Is that he's, the thing? He's a really smart guy, a former biotech executive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing, Casey. I feel like every presidential cycle, and Andrew Yang was the one in 2020 mm, where yeah. there's some outsider, business, techie, new age guy who I'm supposed to be enthralled with mm-hmm. and the person ends up you know there's all these you know the thing with the Andrew Yang oh my gosh there's nine bajillion people under the age of 30 who support this guy and they're going to show up in droves and we used to mock him all the time when the women had the show mm-hmm. uh, because it was it's like 
they're ridiculous and they end up with 0.3% of the vote and then it's just they, these people just want to be on TV and cattle use it as a catalyst to something else and I feel like this is going to be the dude mm -hmm. that's going to be the 2024 Andrew Yang. Okay, he said we're in the middle of a national identity crisis. Faith, patriotism and hard work have disappeared. So this is the type of guy though that will get people talking. Will he? If Ron, okay, let's play this out. Let's role play for a second, Casey. Okay. I'll go first. Um, it, let's role play in a world in which Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis are both running for president. Mm -hmm. Will anyone be talking about anyone other than Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis? Right. I mean, won't there be enough to talk about? Like, it, the Democrats in 2020, let's face it, that was an aging, boring field of people in which your top contenders were Sanders, Biden, and Elizabeth Warren. So an Andrew Yang, okay, you know, young guy, whatever. In a field in which it is Trump and DeSantis on a daily basis, mm -hmm. do we need any more reason to pay attention or be involved or be inspired or whatever? Well, you just mentioned yourself that when the chicks were here, you used to talk Who? about... <laughs> the chicks, when they were here... Oh, you the used women. To, yes, you yes. used to talk about... Yang all the time because there was no. It was Sanders and Warren and Biden. I mean, it was like, what were we going to talk about them with here? Who got out of bed each morning? <laughs> Who successfully made it to the debate stage? What flavor pudding that, they have? That, well, this guy just wants to get on the debate. Well, stage. and that's my point, and that's fine. And anybody who is eligible should run for president. He's been very successful. My point is, though, in a world in which there are two utter behemoths who are the most high-profile, well-known, and let's face it inspiring by Republican standards, members of the party mm -hmm. that will be colliding with each other on a daily basis. Is anybody going to be worried about uh, Vivek Ramaswamy? <laughs> hey, I wonder what... Hey, uh, Trump just gave DeSantis a new nickname. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, but what is Vivek up to today? Right. <laughs> well, it's going to be another one of those Buttigieg situations where people have to practice his name. <laughs> What is a Hoosier? We're going to get to that coming up, but we have the news next on 93 WIBC. We had Shannon, and now we have Donna. Yeah. It's a strong start to the day. Yeah, it's all songs about women. 934, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So here's a question for you. Yes. What is a Hoosier? Well, it's not the state nickname, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, thanks to uh, House Bill 1143, which got shot down. So they were trying to establish the Hoosier state uh -huh. as Indiana's official nickname. Yes. But it died in committee because historians were raising questions about the origin of the phrase Hoosier. Yeah, so our friends over at Indiana Capital Chronicle had the uh, article. Now, I would like to point out, Casey, mm -hmm. that they have so far, your General Assembly mm -hmm. has spent mm -hmm. an equal amount of time on a state nickname yeah. as they have helping you with the property taxes. Yeah. So we've got, in terms of uh, priority for the Republicans, uh, also I'd like to point out they also have spent the same amount of time making sure that they get $1.5 million in raises for themselves over there on the House side mm -hmm. as well. Uh, this is what these people waste their time on. They wasted a colossal amount of the resources, Casey. Like there was a hearing, there was testimony, and it comes down to you know, whether or not indeed the state was named after the na Hoosier came after Harry Hoosier. Mm -hmm. And there apparently is not definitive proof because Harry Hoosier, they they cannot find definitive proof of when he was here, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then the people testifying, the historian said, OK, 
if you think that, what if down the road it is proven it was not because of that? Now you all look foolish, which they all look foolish every day anyway, so I don't know why that was a big deal on this one. But think of the manpower, Casey, and the resources and the money Mm -hmm. that was spent into this stupid, meaningless thing that doesn't help a damn person. This is what these clowns... J.D. Prescott was the guy who offered this bill, mm-hmm. um, and it's just, 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 I just nothing for you, nothing that helps you, and yet they find ways to give themselves what comes out to fifteen thousand dollar raise per lawmaker, you know, helping Holcomb, giving him a half a billion dollars to strong arm farmers out of selling their land, but when it comes to helping you, the same amount of time was spent on the state nickname. As dealing with your property tax issue. You're forgetting something, Oh, too. what's that? They spent time making sure that the tenderloin was That's true, yes. Sandwich. I mean, I mean, they have been they have been rolling so far on the, uh, the House <laughs> Republicans. I mean, you think about, Casey, what they have accomplished here in the month uh, and a half that they have been there. I mean, you've got the state sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got the failed state nickname. You've got a half a billion to strong-arm farmers into selling their land. Uh, you've got free te- textbooks for everyone. The textbook fairy going to plant textbooks uh, under uh, under everybody's pillow at night. You've got, uh, I mean, just uh, uh, billions of dollars more for public education. And then at the same time, they tell you public education so bad we got to put billions into the voucher program. Uh, these the House Republicans, man, they are road scholars. They are intellectual giants mm-hmm. amongst us. I mean, they had the whole hearing on weed, and then they came out and said it doesn't matter what we're doing here, what testimony we're here. We're not voting on this. I mean, it is a re- really well-run machine down at 200 West Washington Well, Street. and then when it comes to property taxes, they have to do more research. We're going to have to look into it more. We have to study this Well, more. now they've got some sort of tax committee, because, you know, forming the tax committee, if you're an elderly or middle-class person or a person on fixed income, that really helps you with that, say, $500 property tax increase that you don't have the money for that's due in May, their tax committee of mm-hmm. something they knew a, about a year ago mm-hmm. really helps you. These people are the worst, Casey. They're just the worst. Well, maybe if they gave themselves a raise, they could do better work. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, $15,000. Yes. That they are going to do. But, but, okay, but this is the th- And remember, months ago we talked about this, about those jokers that run the town that I live in, Brownsburg, mm-hmm. in which they gave themselves uh, 40% raises and you look at him you go why are you doing this well it's not about us rob it's about <laughs> attracting better candidates mm-hmm. to run in the future mm-hmm. but you're gonna get all the money now what, what does that say about yourself and you're saying you're so bad at governing that you have to bribe people mm-hmm. to run for public office and of course we told them at the time because you know the filing deadline has passed for public office to run for public office. And we told him at the time, uh, that's not going to get anybody better. And you know how many contest? There are three uh, town council races, uh, Casey. Do you know how many contested races there are uh, in the town of Brownsburg this year? Is that a big uh, zero. Egg? There yeah. was one, and then one guy withdrew. So there's zero. So uh, the esteemed members of the council who will benefit and get the 40% the raise. The attracting better people yeah, they, they attracted didn't attract. Zero, uh, zero didn't better attract. people. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite lines in this entire article about House Bill 1143, which is to determine if Hoosier is the official state nickname, was that the committee chairman, Doug Miller from Elkhart, uh-huh. said... There's more work to be done oh, on this particular sure. issue. So they're going to keep working on it. Here, Here's the thing, and I know uh, we got to get to Trump, but mm-hmm. 
the the description you are looking for is shameless greed. Mm. And the problem is, and you're seeing this, you know, obviously at a federal level, we're seeing a state level, we're seeing it at local level. When you have people in public office who have shameless greed, because the the ultimate check and balance the founding fathers put in place was the idea that people who served in public office at the time they were serving at the inception of the country, recognize what it took to found the country so you would always have the best among us who wanted to serve because they would fight, they literally fought to the death Mm -hmm. to preserve the nation. They certainly, you would have altruistic, well-meaning people who would serve. But now we are overrun by people who serve because of shameless greed, whether it's these state reps, whether it's in the town of Brownsburg. And when they recognize that no one will hold them accountable... And you have no shame. Mm-hmm. Well, you're always just going to put yourself first. Yeah. Well, it used to be noble and a sacrifice, and now it's not. But you could almost say that Donald Trump, he didn't need to run for president. He's a wealthy man on his own. He did it as no to be noble and as a sacrifice to try to make the country better, right? So he was speaking to supporters in Florida and he suggested that under his leadership, a deal would have been brokered to end the war in Ukraine in just one day. And he has insisted that if he were president, Putin would have never invaded Ukraine in the first place. Yeah, so he got asked, he was doing some sort of press conference something yesterday and he got asked a question by a little kid. Mm-hmm. Was he even at yesterday club club 45 and okay. palm beach okay so this was something for him at his place okay yeah that makes sense it was like trump's not at a soup kitchen somewhere um but anyway he got asked the question about it was a, it was a standing room only event. Uh, of course it always is right yeah. i mean it could be a closet but trump would say hey, it was standing room only you couldn't even get <laughs> in the place uh and here was his uh, response to the uh, question about ukraine uh, mr president we have a question from a younger in the audience uh, hello, Mr. President. Hi, I love that shirt. It's so beautiful. Oh, uh, thank you. He's got a shirt. Trump won. <laughs> After you become the 47th president, what are you going to do to stop the war in Ukraine? So I would uh, literally start calling, not from the day I took over, but from the night I won. And I called two people. You know who the two people are? Putin? Right? You know who Putin is? And Zelensky. And I'd say, we're going to meet. We're going to meet. And I would, I, I guarantee I could work that out. I guarantee. I know exactly what I'd say, by the way. I know exactly. I tell one guy this, and I tell one guy that, and I say, you better make a deal. We would have a deal made in 24 hours. He's pushing peace, which is something that Biden currently isn't doing. Biden is just ramping it up. And, of course, Trump is saying that Biden is exasperating it. It's dangerous, explosive. He's escalating it. And he said that Trump said that uh, Biden is weak and incompetent and has brought us to the brink of nuclear war. And just this morning, World War Three is trending. And Friday will mark the one year anniversary that Russia began the invasion of oh, Ukraine. OK, Casey, when- when we come back, mm-hmm. you have a dog. I do. Do you take the dog in the car with you? 
Yeah, it's not as much. She's getting a little old. Well, there is one state that is banning people from doing something with their dogs in the car. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to feel about this. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, interesting take. There's a Democrat in this state who's trying to make it illegal for your dog. Stick her head out the window. Yeah, all right. So we will, and then Florida has already uh, got in on this. So mm-hmm. I don't know where we're at with this, but uh, I want to get your opinion on okay, it. Okay, we'll figure it out. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Nine forty-seven. it is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk about your dog. Hey, before we talk about this deal with the dogs and the cars and the law in Florida, Mm -hmm. I bought my dog a bed last night. I saw that. And we've had a little problem over the years with the beds. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to chew them up. Well, I have an English bulldog. His name is Bruce. Mm -hmm. And um, he uh, he has a little problem with destroying everything. <laughs> English bulldogs are the greatest dogs in the history of ever, as long as you don't mind everything you own being destroyed. Mm-hmm. Or slobbered on. And it's not even a malicious thing. It's just, look, the dog is really inbred, and mm-hmm. it's not really his fault. Mm-hmm. And so we had purchased several months ago a rather nice bed for him, and we had a little issue with eating the foam out of the bed. Mm-hmm. And went to the store last night, and the wife and I went back and forth, and I basically got guilted into purchasing another rather nice bed for my dog, and I gave it to him, and I said, this is it, buckaroo. <laughs> like, this will be the lad. This is a premium bed. Mm-hmm. You get a President's Day sale, did uh, you? <laughs> and I said, this is it, Palski. Uh-huh. And I think, as he was looking at me- Did he I, listen? I think there was a sense of understanding yeah. that, hey, after eight years, amigo, yeah. this is the last bed, one way or another, that you will ever destroy, so enjoy it. Doesn't he-, he uh, Doesn't he have his own room? Oh, yeah. He's got his own room. That's what I'm saying. So you have to accept, if you have an English bulldog, Mm -hmm. that everything you have will be destroyed. Again, not out of malicious intent. They are very gentle, loving, super friendly dogs. They're just very large, and they're very gross. I, of course, love it, but... You've got to kind of strategically, unless you're prepared to surrender your house to the dog, come up with some ways by which... You should have uh, gotten him a waterbed. <laughs> yes, I think, I think he would have had fun with yeah, that. Yeah, those super sharp teeth and claws, that would have been <laughs> just wonderful. Casey, you That would have been a water room is what it would have been. I, you would have loved it. I, now, he seems to have understood. He's doing very good so far mm-hmm. uh, with the bed. Mm-hmm. 55 bucks on the bed. Wow. That's a spoiled puppy. But you have to get a large bed because they're giganto dogs. Right. And I was going to ask you, because I did see the picture of him, has he put on a little weight? No, he went to the vet last time and he was under the weight he was before. I can always tell by how much his harness, how tight his Mm -hmm. harness fits. Mm -hmm. And he was uh, under 60 pounds. What do you do? You do like the full body harness that attaches? It's like, you know, the horses where they, you know, know, have to hold on for dear life. Mm -hmm. That's the way it is with an English bulldog. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so I wanted to clarify that, that I spent $55 on a bed last night. You love him so much. Well, I, I dropped it in there and said, mm-hmm. 
do you realize how much this thing costs? And he just <laughs> stared at me like, what? <laughs> and then you said, get a job. Yeah, exactly. And he said, what's that? Uh-huh. Okay, well, there's this new bill in Florida that would make it illegal for dogs to stick their head out of the car window. Uh-huh. Okay, so this is uh, Senator Lauren Book who introduced this bill. She's a Democrat. Yeah. Not that that matters. Yeah. Although it probably does kind of matter. But uh, I think this is a bad law. Do you? How do you enforce that? Like, like you the, get pulled over. Ah, oh, your dog had his head out the window. What? Here's do, the ticket. What do dogs really have to look forward to? Other than getting in a car. I mean, and go it, for a ride. It's sort of like a timeless rite of passage that the dog, if it desires to. Now again, I can't do this because my dog has no neck. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a head. It's like some <laughs> sort of fused Dr. Frankenstein thing. So he does not really get to enjoy this. But mm-hmm. dogs who have necks. Mm-hmm. What's the problem with letting the dog stick the head out the window? If you want to risk it, you are the owner of the dog. You know the risk. Why is it the government's job to tell you you can't do that? Well, they're saying that the pets could seriously injure other people as you drive down the road. They could be injured themselves, and then they could injure others by creating accidents. We have The government has to ruin everything, mm-hmm. don't they? Mm-hmm. Like, is there some long lineage of pets dying violent deaths in Florida being decapitated while going down the road? Or is there some long lineage of people being injured by a pet having its head out the window? I didn't see that really referenced in the article. It's just people who want to ruin fun for everyone. So this bill says that dogs must be on a harness or in a pet seatbelt when they're in the car. A pet seatbelt. Mm-hmm. Now, again, Casey, Yeah. how am I going to orchestrate that? I own a, a, an animal that is one foot tall and weighs 60 pounds. What, get in your seatbelt, Bruce. How would I even do that? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, this is kind of an anti-animal cruelty bill that they're saying that... It, Who's being cruel to animals here? Yeah, well, they're saying that the wind can irritate the mucous membranes and blow pieces of grit and debris into the animal's eyes. And they don't want the dogs being injured, so don't let the dog hang out the window. This woman is telling me, Mm -hmm. telling you, telling Kev, that an animal, a species that survives primarily on instinct, Mm -hmm. right, Mm -hmm. that it is too stupid on its instincts that has survived the species for who knows how many years to know whether it wants to stick its head out the window or not. Mm-hmm. If the dog doesn't like the wind, mm-hmm. it's not going to stick its head out the window. Kevin, you look like you're trying to get in on this. You got something you had, to say? You had a dog. You've had dogs throughout your life. Yeah, but uh, he was... My dogs were Jack Russells, so they're very small. Tiny they're too dog. little. Too little to get there. Yeah, if they would have tried to stick their head out, they probably would have fallen out. Really? Oh, well, But I think dangerous. dogs instinctively know that, right? Like, I think a dog instinctively knows... This is dangerous, or I've reached the point of danger. Mm -hmm. Do not... Like, okay, here's an example, Casey. My dog instinctively knows when I'm trying to give him a bath. No matter how much I try to rig the system, like, I can one hour throw... Never turn the light on in the bathroom. I can one hour throw the towels in there. Mm -hmm. An hour later, get the shampoo and put it in there. An hour later, get the cup in there. There's no lights on. There's no action in there. He will go in his cage and hide in the back of his cage. He doesn't like to take a bath. He hates baths. And I have to, like, trick him to get him Mm -hmm. out of the cage. And this is an hours-long process. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me that an animal, a species, that is smart enough to instinctively know something like 
like that mm-hmm. doesn't know when they're risking danger to themselves by sticking their head out the window. I don't think so. Gracie T. Dog has actually rolled down the window accidentally, but her paw has hit the, you know, the thing. Uh huh. And the did window you, did, starts going down. Did she try to jump out? We should have tried to jump out, but exactly. she's definitely curious about it. It scared me more than anything. And then I become a distracted driver trying to make sure the dog's yeah, not yeah, jumping yeah, out of the car. Yeah, yeah, but Casey, here's the point. I'm curious what happens to you when you consume acid. <laughs> I'm not consuming acid because I know that's very dangerous. And instinctively, I know that would not end well for me. <laughs> like, I've heard people tell me about what happens when they've done that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's really interesting. I'm curious what that does to your brain cells. I'm not going to experience it because instinctively, I know... That that's not going to end well. Your dog, while she may have been curious about what was out the window, mm-hmm. knew I'm a small dog. Mm-hmm. I instinctively know I might fall out this window. I'm not going to stick my head out there. Dogs know. Yeah. Why are some dogs okay with getting a bath and some dogs aren't? You know, it's so weird because, and it's the same breed too. Because Gracie T. Dog doesn't like baths either. Yeah, and, and sometimes it's dogs of the same breed mm-hmm. will even like view it differently. Yeah. You know, like there there are retrievers who love the water. Right, but the Schnauzer can't stand it. She she's gotten to the age. She's older. She's fourteen years old. Where we have had to have her medicated yeah. just so she can go to the groomer because but she's getting snippy and snappy in her old age. Here's the age. thing, though. Your dog was mm-hmm. super well behaved mm-hmm. a couple months ago. I was mm-hmm. in charge of Casey's house for a few days, <laughs> and your dog was so well behaved. Like for a stranger, like mm-hmm. even the first time I went in there, yeah, she was super well behaved. She went right out, did all the stuff. Yeah, she came back in. She ate. She mm-hmm. drank her water. I run a tight ship, Rob. Even uh, the dog knows. I came home and told Bruce, why can't you be more like this? Why can't you be more like Gracie Dog? And he said, quit comparing yeah, me to exactly. Casey's said, dog. She listened and did all the mm-hmm. things. And look at you, mm-hmm. sitting there with your food, with your <laughs> snout in the bowl. Eating your bed. Look at you. Okay, well, this bill in Florida also wants to ban the sale of rabbits in March and April. Of course it does. Uh, because of animal abuse. Uh-huh, of course it does. And they also want to prohibit cat owners from declawing their pets. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Don't don't let anybody have any responsibility whatsoever. Government knows better. Yeah. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning.